It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. I would go as far as take the chopper and wave it on your face. Uh. Take the knife, at least sharpen it in front of you. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to use it, you know what I'm saying? Sang, 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 sang a bit. Are humans inherently bad? This is your daily catch-up. Hey guys, if you enjoyed the Daily Catch-Up podcast, subscribe. Subscribe. Thank you. Oh, he's so sexy. Thank you. Oh my God, did you all see the slashing that happened at Beach Road? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's the, probably the most circulated video of 2022 so far. Did yeah. you all see every single video? I think I did. I think I did. I didn't. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, there was a chopping that happened at Beach Road where a yeah. guy was, like, was chasing down his separated wife according to Straits Times and then like really yeah. chopped her she was bleeding like crazy and then there were restaurant staff that helped to like chase him away with their furniture and stuff very he, uncoordinated I must say but very brave of them yes but he came back you know so he after he ran away right he came back then he was holding the the, the chopper to his neck kind yeah. of threatening like if you come closer with any of your ladders or chest I will which to them is like, huh, go ahead. Yeah, why are you trying like, to give me a good time again? <laughs> you no, know, it's you like. Them, you, are you become responsible for him. No, but why, why would they want to go closer to him? No, so they back off. So he's coming back towards the wife, oh. holding like that to ask them to back off. Then the wife run away. He chased. Then that's when the alley shots happen. Right. Then her hand dangling all. Then he go there, the chopper break. Then he tried to like use the chopper to like slice her neck. Uh, again, trigger warning. <laughs> Should probably mention this before. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah, I saw all the videos. I didn't dare to watch. Yeah. There was just one, there was only one that I didn't see, right? And it was because there was this Telegram channel that was basically posting almost everything. And then they had one that was said that it was censored and said like, if oh. you really want to see this, DM me for it. And I and I didn't want to do. Like, I think it was too much. Uh. Like I regret seeing any of it. I had no warning. It was it was Sheena. She just said, "John, you see this?" Oh. Oh. And she started with the hand dangling one. <gasps> Yeah. Wow. No, but it was quite crazy because like I think the first clip that I saw right, was the one where he was chopping her behind the car and then people started throwing stuff at, at him. Which to me was like it's so incredibly brave to yeah. to aggravate a man holding a chopper. Like that's crazy, yeah. But how can you not do anything when you see something like that? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Which like I feel <laughs> like it's like I would I would hesitate first and then maybe go Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. You, you could see you could see the thought process. I mean, I thought it was incredibly brave of those people, but I can see the thought process. It began with uh, with with the with the red chair, right? Mm. They took the red chair out. Then, when he reached ready, he realized, "What am I gonna do with this red chair? Yeah. This gives me one meter range." Yeah. He tosses it, and then he takes the red chair again, and then he brings there, and he's like, "I can't." And he tosses <laughs> it, yeah. and then he comes out with a ladder. Mm. Like, you could see the thought process of him trying to increase that range, and yeah. then with the ladder. He tossed it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything throwing. Yeah. There's the, also the one where they will go up, then they try to hit him, then they'll run. Yeah. They'll yeah, run yeah, very yeah, fast. Yeah. No, but it's so crazy because like, look, it could have been any of, like we feel safety in numbers, right? But he could have just turned around and you are coming at him and he could have just thrown the knife at you. Oh yeah. I did not think of that. Like that was the yeah. thing that I, I was so sure it was going to happen and I'm so glad it didn't. But I was like, oh my God, these guys are so brave. Then like the guy with like the, the signboard also, like he just kept like poking and like, wow, incredible. But, 
apparently so based on the news we, we found out like Denise mentioned that I think uh, they, they were separated so the, the husband and the wife apparently there's allegations of the wife um, cheating on him la. Mm. hence he reacted in a massive rage with, with a competing store across the road yes oh. with the chef uh, like, like, like down the road or something selling like the that. same thing that they sell if I'm not wrong so there's like a betrayal on multiple levels. But this levels. is all assumptions at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I find it interesting how like when we first saw the video, everyone was like, oh my God, this guy crazy. This guy 100% in the wrong. Then after that, it starts adding to the convo. Like this cheating point starts coming out. And then people start bringing up like mental health, like from COVID, all that kind of stuff. And then I just wonder like, does it start absorbing, ab- absorbing, absolving him of whatever he's doing or in a mm. sense like taking away responsibility from that like it's so interesting how last time right, I feel like there would probably wouldn't have been these conversations but then nowadays like mental health start coming in and then after that and right. then suddenly everyone is more understanding of the guy's action I, th- I think there's a line uh, I, I feel like I, I don't want to take away from, from this this tragedy right, or the experience that, that they faced and, and I'm not saying this is, this, this is what happened mm. but in my experience dealing with raging angry people holding weapons right it really and I'm not saying once again that this is what happened. Mm. But it rarely becomes somebody takes a knife so angry and takes a knife and wants to hack you. And more often than not, one point that I consider when I look at these things, which is like kind of what you brought up as well, was was he ached? Like, was it for example, he saw them and he just had to score them, uh. right? And then he said, oh, I'm going to take the, the chopper and chop you. And then he just wanted them to leave, for example. And then he said, you dare chop me, you chop me. Ah. Right, then yeah. he went crazy. Wow, then at that point you feel betrayal on three levels. Then yeah. your manhood at stake, then wow, literally this guy's like kind of has your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's like, okay, I I mean if I back down from this, I'm done. It goes it's, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna go back to my home country. You know what? This is this is where you live, this is where you work, this is your home. Uh. You, like for me I feel like if if I ever spill out these words of oh I'm gonna chop you and then you'll be like, come on. And then it's right in front of my store, right? I don't know whether I can control myself now. I just take the knife and wave around. You know what I mean? And another thought that I had right while think while watching this or when hearing the stories about the slashing come out is that what is an appropriate way to react to finding out that your partner cheat? Ooh. Like is the answer since I mean since we say no no to violence right? Then is it just I just have to suck it or say okay I'll break up or then that's it? Like I have yeah. no right. Do I have a right to be angry and express my anger? Like, like, especially to find out that he they're married and then they have kids, right? Okay, like, whether or not they're separated, but uh. like to find out that, hey, your wife like cheated on you and to suddenly go like, oh my God, my entire life is crumbling over your actions. Eh? It's not my action. Eh? To suddenly feel so helpless in that, in that situation. Wow, I really don't know what's the appropriate level of like... I mean, but of course, this is a very extreme level of reaction. But then so that also kind of got me thinking like, what is the worst thing that I've done to my partner, right? Or what is the worst <laughs> thing that I've done in general the most hurtful thing that if I can really think about is that during one of the arguments right I think a few months into my relationship with my ex that I just said like oh actually I don't love you at all (gasps) like like, I don't see you I don't see you as a I don't see you as a girlfriend at all Ah, then that one was really uh, like she she like walked out of the house wow wow that's quite brutal then after that like I feel like that is the one line that continues sticking with me like not to this day, but like to like after the breakup, right? It continues yeah. sticking me to like, wow, that was a really hurtful moment. And if someone actually said that to me, I would have been really upset about it. But that's the max law. Like, okay, like, I don't know whether how to compare emotional abuse and, and physical abuse. I, I've said a lot of shit to people in my head. And I was very proud of myself for saying it, but I've never said it. Like. But I know if I say it out loud, right? It will probably be <laughs> fucked up. 
Example. So you brought yourself for just thinking of a comeback. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then smiling to himself. And then I react. So I have a lot of the fake conversations. The at the MRT station, right? I have a lot of fake conversations <laughs> with people because I I I'm very bad with like real life confrontation, right? For some reason, I just end up crying. But like, <laughs> hey, me too. Right, but like, cause I get very passionate about something. Even if if I feel especially that I'm right, lah. Which like, is always <laughs> so. So I get into the situations <laughs> where I rather just have the fake conversation in my head. And then just play it out, and then just go. Wow, oh, okay, I won that fight. Nice. Wait, so you argue, argue, argue. <laughs> <laughs> then you start smiling to yourself. Then you're like, okay. Yeah, and then in my head, I walked away from that. Really, wow, damn shook. And that's good enough for you. Sometimes, cause okay, so I've been to I've been to therapy, right? And like something that we do is the empty chair something empty yeah. chair therapy, maybe mm-hmm. what it's called. So basically, what happens is that somebody who maybe you've lost in life or like have like lost connection or whatever, who you don't have closure with. And basically, you enact as though they are right there, and then you say everything that you want to say to them, out loud. And that has helped, right? Mm. If I don't want to pay for that therapy session, I do it in my head, lah. Right. I just say it out loud. Wait, in my but head. in the therapy, you actually talking to an empty chair. Yeah. Oh. Like the therapist pulls out another chair. Yeah. And she's beside you. She's beside me, going through. Okay. And then after you said this, if this person says this, what would you reply to them? So it's not like trying to fake as though that person is really yeah, yeah. talking to you. But <laughs> then the person just have to make. The therapist make the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. Then she run to sit at the chair, then she run back. <laughs> busy. You gotta you gotta pay her the big bucks, you know. But <laughs> but yeah lah, then like I found a lot of closure from a lot of different situations from, from that. But the one in particular, like if for example it's quite expensive, right? So then I just played the scenario on my head. Lor. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's ever come to a point right where you actually wanted to hit someone? Okay, like hit your partner. Oh no, and no I can't relate. I, I feel like okay, it's really I'm not, I'm not trying to like virtual virtue signal or whatever, right? But I feel it's more satisfying to hurt with words than to hurt with. Physical. Okay, I don't think that's virtue signaling. I know. At it's, all. Really not. it's really not. It's really not signaling nothing. I'm saying that no, no. The part that I'm not violent, right? I would definitely not hit my partner like mm. any partner. Right? Mm. But it's also because I feel like it's more shook to like say something. Sticks mean. and stones may hurt me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But I have to say I have violent tendencies though. <laughs> no, I have very very angry. Have you beaten up an ex-boyfriend? Uh no la. Nev- you hit la, you slapped before. Uh what is considered slap though? No no no. So there was open palm. There was contact. I have one uh one situation where I was really out of impulse. I realized once I slapped, I realized oh, shit. <gasps> yeah, I didn't mean to, but it Wait, was like a partner, your partner. Yeah, yeah. So my ex-boyfriend, one time we were in a public space or more at a mall or something, and then he said something that I was really very pissed off at. Then I was just I just went <gasps> yeah, and yeah, the minute I like, the minute my hands swing, right, I know already. Like, no, but like hard or not? Like no lah, cause I know already it was wrong. I just it's it's not a playful thing lah. It stopped halfway. That it, it was a playful. really tulan slap lah. It, it was meant to be a tulan slap lah, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I stopped halfway that like, but he uh. was so pissed off after that, cause he knew that I meant that slap. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. Like even today, I'm working with with my therapy on this lah. But even today, when I get very angry at the conversation, right, because I cannot react. To that person, I have no outlet, right? So after the conversation, right, I will go back to a, a private space, or whatever. And I just like, oh, oh. you whack like something, whack something. I do whack very hard, or I scream. They kind of like really Did, quite bad. So actually, going for MMA oh, is really useful, la. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoy MMA. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you just need to take <laughs> it out in a very safe space. No, yeah. Just like yesterday, only like my boyfriend Alvin, when he asked me, oh, do you want to go for like Pilates class or whatever? Huh? You you see me doing that? <laughs> I said no. Right. I want to. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Then yeah. he scares yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. conversation. Then he's like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think going for these classes, right, as, as much as it's a very, very good outlet for your frustration, it also makes you more violent. Oh. Really, man? I feel that. Uh, because 
Like after a while, you start feeling like you are fit. You start feeling like maybe you are a good fighter. You get a sense of your power, like your strength. Yeah, and then you you look you walk around the street thinking I can take you, I can take you, I can take you. But you can what? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that, that's why these thoughts start entering your head. You but see, but the power comes from knowing I can, but I won't. Mm. Joshua, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Callback joke that a few people will get. That's a very deep cut. I think I left pet somewhere and just go home before. Oh. But it's not like I was a right lah, you know. And like, we didn't have a car. I just left. Oh, I done the same thing. But with car, I think it's doubly busted. I'm not saying it's any less busted. I think yeah, no, I am saying it's le- less busted. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I left before. Then after that, how like how to resolve? I think it was the angriest she oh. ever was uh. Shit. Wow. Yeah. Can I imagine Especially that Especially because day? she has to go home alone. Yeah, Still then all the time anger. you just. Wait, I said she obviously knew that you walked off like to go away or she just you were just gone oh no 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 like I just I mean this is like maybe seven years ago I don't know lah but in my head lah in my head it was like a dramatic you go then I just left that kind I don't even know what was it it's so stressed yeah. no no because I, I think I mentioned on a previous episode right like when when Ned was in KL then she don't have data so then we fought then I left her then I, then I realised oh f*** oh, yeah, yeah. she can't go oh, home oh that's pretty busted yeah, yeah. Oh, then <laughs> <laughs> that was overseas though. Yeah, no, but I realized that I also did the same once in Singapore also. Huh? Yeah, because we, I mean, we were working in the same place, right? Like in our old office, and then I think we just fought, right? And I, like we usually kept together. I usually call the cab, and then we get in there, and then we leave, right? And I just said, you find your own. Not way. our office, lah. Uh, no, last time we went Tanjung Baga. Right, right, right. I was like, you find your own way home, and then I just left. Huh? Why would you all want to do that kind of thing? I'm very angry eh, when. Uh, Confirm, ah. No, I think we like, know that. That's in... why. Oh. No, because. Like okay, you you walk around thinking that I can take you, right? <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, ha, so right? <laughs> No, so I, I feel like what what triggers what would trigger me, right? Like if we go back to that that chopping accident, right? Is if that someone say, chop me ah. Yeah. And then you Wait, you're very feel easily like triggered. The bar is very low. Ah, <laughs> then I feel like oh, Lord. I would. I I mean maybe I I I would go as far as Take the chopper and wave it on your face. Uh, I feel like I, my ego maybe is, is that fra- is that fragile that I would at least walk back into my kitchen, <laughs> take the knife, at least sharpen it in front of you like <laughs> I'm not gonna use it. You know what I'm saying? Sang 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 a bit. That I would lah. So if like my partner challenges me right to the point whereby I know you're not gonna hurt me, cause you you can't physically hurt me. You're gonna go to jail forever. So I'm gonna say whatever I want to push all your buttons. Ah, uh, that one. Triple triggers me. Not like Pat does it. She doesn't lah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we all should go for couples therapy. <laughs> mm. Wait, so now we know if you want John to do something, he'll regret just aching him on to do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a bonus ah, yeah. bonus ah. Give ah. I dare you give him bonus. <laughs> and Shomi never saw a bonus again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> then she could have fired. <laughs> no, but, but that's why right, I feel like I know that that about myself that I don't allow myself to get angry at things. Like, oh. Like mm. if you can see, I rarely get angry at stuff anymore. Like actually, I don't get angry at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like I really like a lot of things that piss people off wouldn't piss me off anymore because I feel like I know, Your or maybe that's how it made you see. Because uh. my button's so easy to press, right? So it was very well hidden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I I, mean, I, th- I think no matter what, like violence should never be condoned. Like, and I think absolutely violence to this level should never be condoned, right? But I think I have been in situations where I was absolutely filled with rage for like one reason or another, right? And I know the feeling of like 
a completely different you taking over and I'm like saying shit which I would never have said on a normal basis. I am taunting people and I'm like being aggressive when I'm not, not normally like that because of rage. Uh. And I can completely understand how a situation like this could be completely not representative of who the person is. We don't know who this person is. Mm. Mm. I mean, he could be an asshole. Yeah. Mm. But I think immediately in that moment, right, I, I didn't feel sympathy for him. Yeah. But I felt like if I was put in that situation, it wasn't out of the question for me to do something like that. And I wouldn't do that on a normal basis. But if something so crazy made me rageful, right, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, lah, which is actually made me more afraid of myself actually after that. Very scary, mm. uh, human beings. Like at once we if there's a trigger point, right, we can just flip. Yeah. It's like a breaking like a breaking point. Yeah, it's it's so fragile, right? This entire society that we live in on on like certain rules of like you cannot steal. You cannot keep up. I'm hungry as shit. My wife and children's hungry as shit. There's bread mm. on the table. There's crumbs on the floor. Mm. That guy is just talking. The food is just left there. Can I just go there and, and just grab the baguette and run or not? Mm. Baguettes, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, Too many rules. It's, it's like this weird rule-based game that we all play. And and you can look at it like in, in games that the human mind concocts, right? Mm-hmm. It's that if I want to be number one, I will kill my competitors. Mm. Right? If there is things on the floor, it's not... It's loot. Mm. We will take loot because goals on the floor, goals mine. I found gold on the floor, right? And this is the games that we sit down and be like, what would we want to play? And we create shit like this. And the world we live in, right, has a bunch of enforced rules, right? That sometimes don't make sense to someone that's desperate. Like, I always think of it this way, right? Like we assume the best in everybody in which like if you drive on the road, right? And like there's a pedestrian crossing and you just so freely walk because you know that person's gonna stop but you never know whether someone a madman right is on uh, like behind a wheel just gonna step on the and he's just gonna step or he's just gonna like crash into everybody like without without warning uh. and like we just live thinking that you know everybody is driving with the same assumption that we're all life preservers it was the same thing like I'm very bad I'm a very bad cyclist right so whenever I cycle (laughs) cycle at the pavement everyone would just when they walk towards me right they run no they believe (laughs) right they trust their life with uh, these, yeah. like they know that them. I will dodge. Yeah. yeah, but I'm damn scared. I was yeah, like, yeah, same, same, same. yeah, right. The I'm other time sure. I went cycling as well, and it was wow, it was like pro bike, <laughs> so it it goes quite fast. Like you cannot go uh, slowly uh. on that bike. Well, and everyone's just like walking and they don't care, but they don't know I'm so terrified for them. Correct, correct. Yeah. And they just entrust you. Like they just yeah, trust yeah, you. Yeah. So like you bring this back, right? There, there's so much trust required for us to function as a, as a society. And I'm sure in this restaurant, right? This person was probably just their colleague that yeah. just snapped one day. And now you're like, oh my God, my colleague just slashed his wife. Like can you imagine like us in the workplace and someone just randomly starts getting like yeah. very violent. It's very, very- I can totally imagine in that situation where somebody is like, uh, I will slash you or then I'll be like, oh, slash you? And then he really take out the thing, right? I still won't run. Huh? I will still will think he won't slash. Yeah. I will still taunt him until Maybe I get slashed. This is how I die. Run. Maybe she didn't <laughs> run. This is how I die. This is exactly how I would die. Yeah. You seeing the best in people. No, no, it's just like, you, you just person. don't think they would law. Right. You would, man, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I slash you, then you then the guy really take out now, you start running, man. No what? I feel until, like you, until he try to make a swap at you. You still don't think it's real, ma, right? I feel like this is the world that I live in. But y'all think okay. that people are really so inherently good, man. Like you look at all the rubbish like happening everywhere, fighting, then random people start lighting elderly on fire. And then yeah, what the heck was that? Ah, oh, yeah. like on the sheet. Oh, we have a planning sheet. <laughs> if you're wondering why I always look at my laptop. This conversation is not freestyle. <laughs> oh no, no one's gonna watch anymore. <laughs> but 
Yes, yeah, so it's just like a, a prank, lor. Like they just ran up and then I like, tried to light, then ran away. But, but why, he didn't like he didn't catch like fire? catch fire, oh, oh, He tried to tried like light, yeah, tried to burn the clothes, but it didn't actually happen. But as I said, I'm so I'm wondering like, do people really not want to hurt people, or is it just based on the laws of society, like you mentioned, right? In order for society to function, we cannot harm one another, mm. and then therefore it's like that. I but feel, actually, humans suck. I feel like all humans are selfish. I don't think they're all inherently. Bad. It's whether you think selfishness is bad. La. So for example, right, everyone is looking out for themselves, right? So they definitely don't want to go to jail. Mm. So they definitely stick by the law. Not necessarily do the right thing, but so they won't go to jail. But I also feel like the most like charitable person, the person who volunteers, right, is also selfish because they're doing it to feel good for themselves. So at the end of the day, it's always for self self-benefiting right. like but it just so happened to be a win-win la. for society also the outcome is great lor, and so we're not going to complain about it there's I, this performative yeah. art um, that, that really sticks out to me right? it's like my favourite like art pieces of Ooh, all time so it's, person yeah, <laughs> nice so it's uh, <laughs> it's called Rhythm Zero so the artist right is actually uh, sounds arty throughout, throughout her career as an artist she's obsessed with the idea of like interaction with the audience that kind of stuff so she had a exhibition where she was just standing in the is middle European, of her space yeah it oh. sounds European. Yeah. She was standing like in the middle of a, a space. of a space, right? And then in front of her, there's a long table with 72 items. So it, it can be a lot of things, but it's so extreme to the point where there is there are knives, there are razor blades, there's a mm. gun with a bullet, there's a bullet there's there. There's like pen also, marker. Yeah, yeah, correct. So she's standing in the middle and then it's just the mandate to the audience is that six hours, I'm not going to move. You can do anything you want to me. So she starts off normal, like if I just stand up like that, right? At first, people go up to her and what they do is like they turn her around or they just lift up her hand, that kind of thing. Eventually, it slowly started escalating to like mild acts of sexual assault. So maybe they, I don't know, they, they touch cut, her breast no, or whatever. Off also. She, they yeah. started cutting off her clothes to yeah. the moment where she's naked and then they started cutting her. The most gross part was, I think someone like cut her neck so she, they could suck her blood. Yeah. And then oh. after that, that, people stick like rolls, rolls. What a day for that guy though. Like, yeah. That's why he's into that. He can't find someone. Uh. Yeah. Then he's like, oh my God, this must be my luckiest day. <laughs> it would never top that again, you know, yeah, that yeah. day. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So then there are roses. At first, people will give her the rose. After that, they take the rose and stab it into her, her stomach area. Then she, So she really never moved. Like. And I think when people realized that, it started getting so extreme to the point where there was a moment where someone loaded the gun, hold the gun to her head, put her hand ar- around the trigger, right? Mm. And it's really she about to die already. Eh. And in that moment, right, mm. the audience had formed into two factions. So one half was protecting her and, and the other half wanted to do more things to her. So a fight actually broke out. They managed to like prevent her from shooting herself mm. in the end. And then after that, later when the six hours was up, right, the announcement came out, she just started walking towards the audience and ran away. Mm. Yeah. And like that, like that says so much about hum- like the psychology of humans to me. Like, is it really true that when left to no rules, right? Like their own devices. This is what people want to do. They want to hurt other people. They want that. There's that thrill to it. I don't know. Like the purge. Yeah. I feel like it's because right, we are too like controlled. Uh. Yeah, controlled. needs the society where right? we learn. We have to live by rules and all that. Then once there are no rules, right? We just feel like, oh, I can do this now. Just do it. Uh. Just do for the fun of it because I can. It's your way of taking back control in some sense. Yeah. But on the same vein, in the same vein, right? Is it true that if everything is permitted, right? then people will just not really want to do this because there yeah. isn't that like thrill of like, uh, I'm a criminal. Yeah, yeah. So it's the- I the, do think so. The fact is it's illegal. Like, it's just like how like, if everyone was naked, right? Porn mm. wouldn't be that Wait, you said you don't think so. I do think so. Because oh, yeah. in, in every age of civilization, the apex of it is a rule-based society. 
even when people just came together and oh you know I we kill each other and I hungry I'll eat you you know. <laughs> at, some, yes. at some point they came together and it became a rule based society. The forbidden fruit effect. Nobody actually really wants that, and I think that happens because we inherently are not allowed to do that. To liven the mood a little bit, I was gonna say when you mentioned performative art, right? I was suddenly reminded by I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's this woman, right, who is in high heels and basically is standing on a slab of butter, and she basically just slowly starts falling down and getting Wait, up and falling down. How big is this slab of butter? It's I'm like, imagining it's like, like, as, big like as this table, I think. Right. And it's like, it's a huge and she's just like falling down and getting out and falling out, and everyone's just laughing and laughing, and it's fucking funny. <laughs> but it's also oh, very no, sad. No, 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 no. no yeah, what is the story behind that? It's just very sad. I think it's just like everyone's reactions, la. like whether you feel sympathy for her or not, because no, it's really quite can, sad. She can don't have to. She can don't do this, la. Yeah, I don't know what the purpose was. I was in secondary school, and we just kept laughing and we just had it. Good. Yeah, let's not let's not go any further with this conversation. <laughs> but now I want to watch it. Okay, I won't. I won't feel sorry for her. <laughs> <laughs> Butter she dance, uh, wow. butter, butter dance, dance is going to be BTS. BTS uh. <laughs> oh my god! I found it. You're going to be damn disappointed in the visual. Oh no. Uh, people say we should use this TV to show all the visuals from now on. Hi Spotify, you can come to YouTube to watch that. Right? <laughs> 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 is this art? No, it feels like she's trying to fall on it. Okay, okay, fine, quite funny. Quite funny, although the butter is <laughs> underwhelming. Why would I feel sad for her? No, I feel sad that she she <laughs> wants to do this. Uh apparently it's a it's a it's a me- uh, the okay, thank you. the butter is a metaphor for dignity. So I'm sleeping on dignity. Uh, as dignity is crumbling, so is I have no idea, man. <laughs> uh, okay. can, we, can we change back to the <laughs> And we're back. And we're back to your regular <laughs> programming. I hope you enjoyed that cutaway. A book that I recommend a lot of people read is called How to Talk to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. It is not a guide on how to talk to strangers. It's about why... Oh, I'm so disappointed though. It's a, a guide. Uh, so if you haven't read Mal- Malcolm Gladwell before, he, he wrote like Blink and Tipping Point and basically he likes to study human nature and psychology, right? Mm. And so it basically says why there's so many instances of like violence or like, like assault or whatever, right? And it always happens because we don't understand each other. So like, mm. for example... <laughs> He wrote a book like that. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's very interesting. So it starts you off with... You can write book like, about anything now. Yes, it's all, all New York Times bestseller. It starts off with like Hitler, for example, and how oh, like okay. uh, Chamberlain, right, the, the Prime Minister of Britain at that time, went to Europe, went to, sorry, went to Germany and met with Hitler and Chamberlain has been known to size up people very well. He has a very good read of people. And when he met Hitler, he came back to Britain the next day and said, Hitler is not a madman. He's not going to create war. Yeah. You know, he's just a misunderstood person. Many people, like, he was also cooperated with, like, whoever was part of his party to go there. And he just completely misunderstood Hitler because he went in on the impression that everybody tells the truth. Oh. When people could be lying to you and not realise, right? That's one aspect to it. I think uh, the other one also was that there are certain people in this world that always are just looking out for the faults in many people. So there's instances in which, like, black people, for example, get persecuted by police for no reason, mm. right? Or, like, targeted by police for no reason. Mm. Actually, a lot of them are not actually racist or they won't tell you that they're racist. It's just that they see the worst in people. And so if you happen to be dressed in a certain way or you happen to be in a certain neighborhood at a certain time, they just target certain people that way. La. So, like, there was an instance in which a black woman, right, was, uh, in, the, in the end, killed herself because she was stopped for a traffic offence and the traffic offence was committed right because the police car kept tailgating her for her to commit the offence and then when he stopped her right 
she was just lighting a cigarette and she he, he said like can I see your license re- uh, registration she said why are you stopping me you know you were the one that made me do this she then lit a cigarette and he said can you please not smoke in front of me and then she just said I can do whatever I want in my car he took that as a sign of aggression and then told her to get out and then handcuffed her and that's why she was jailed and that's why she killed herself <sighs> but it was nothing that led to something just because both of them came from different states and misunderstood each other and so like I think it's, it's but really clearly the tailgating is his fault though because he is of the nature that he looks for faults in people. He's part of the police that is... Which is a good trait, mm-hmm. perhaps, it's, for it, police it, It's a good trait officer. in general. But then you go to the one extreme and you're looking for faults from people who may not necessarily have them. I wonder if it's come good to story. the extent where yeah. they are taught to fear each other. So in the sense that like the whites are basically taught that like the blacks are dangerous people and all that and so they become overly reactive when they stop someone and then it turns out the driver is a black person right they get you to step out of the car and then the police themselves might actually be very scared although majority of the time they're just abusing their power Mm. and then inversely the black people are being taught to fear the policemen because there are so many incidents that happen where they are innocently killed or, or injured or taken in and that's why they, they react certain ways. Like when someone gets stopped, whenever they they obviously didn't do anything wrong, there's already a sense of defensiveness. Mm. Like, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you like this? And then the policeman might take that as a sign of aggression. And if they're already someone that's looking for the faults in other people, it may be like, why are you so defensive? Maybe you did something wrong. Exactly what you say, right? Like both sides are being taught a certain narrative going. I mean, it's probably for their own good and their for own for their own better personal protection. And with certain narratives going on now, like for example we have to protect the police or Black Lives Matter or the narratives that police are racist. As we continue to learn all these things, we're actually seeing negative ripple effects also because you also see many times people try and egg the police. Like the police just ask for your license and registration. Right. It's like a, no, you have no right. You, you have to tell me why you stopped me. Get out of your car. No. Put your hands up. No, you know? And that's also a result of what's proliferating today. And I just had this random thought, right? That to lower or abolish racism to a certain extent, right? It's, it's not just a matter of how much we need to learn. In fact, more so, right, is how much we need to unlearn mm. from our experiences of what happens to people that look like this. Mm. Mm, sorry, random thought. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's mm. a really, really great point. I was also yeah. just thinking about that. Like, has there been stuff that I have been kind of taught growing up that I need, that I've had to unlearn? Yeah, I've like Pat, Pat grew up the assumption, right, that... Um, uh, like I think her mom taught her to scare her or some shit. Mm. This gonna this gonna be damn racist. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it sounds racist, but it really is racist. Um, that if you are dark skin, right, and then if someone has dark skin and then the eyes are red color, they eat humans. She she grew up thinking that, and then we had, I have this friend Hafiz. Shout outs. That's why Pat is terrified of you last time, because. I don't know, he just don't sleep or whatnot, right? His eyes just always very red because he always rubbed his oh, eyes. Oh, as in bloodshot eyes. Uh. Uh, and just, mm. Pat just terrified of him because she, she know, like, even after she grew up, right? I mean, she grew up really and she realized obviously it's not lah. But that's ingrained to her as a child because that's what her mom used to scare her with. Yeah. And this is what she's just inherently scared of this friend that turned out to be quite a good friend of mine. So are humans bad? (laughs) Yeah, but bringing it back to the conversation, it just makes me think like, should I question my moral compass if I am in a sense feeling pity or sympathy for the slasher? You know what I mean? Yeah. I can kind of understand why he's angry, right? And then plus like, there are, there's moments in the video where he's actually like slitting his own wrist or like a bit trying to cut his own neck. So you can clearly tell that there's something going on and it's not normal. ah. Mm. Yeah. And then I just... Hmm, I don't know. I was very on the fence. Like, how should I feel about this? I, th- I think the mindset that we need to like st- uh, 
like trying to avoid right which i think a lot of people feel is that oh if you feel sorry for one you can't feel sorry for the other and i think you can feel sorry for both people right because right? mm-hmm. i think a lot of people go like oh my god like i pity the wife and then now it's like oh i pity the guy but then i feel bad because now like who is in the right but both can be wrong both can be right and we can feel sorry for both like and i feel like there's clearly a lot of problems this is the problem with activism huh? yeah someone needs to lose in order for your cause to win and i think that's not necessarily yeah. true la. Yeah, but speaking of that, right? So BBC did like a, an experiment with babies, lah, to see whether human beings are good, inherently good or bad. Yeah, inherently good or bad, right? So these babies are like ten months old or younger. So they did like a uh, like a puppet show sort of thing. So there is three sco- three shapes. Then one shape will be trying to climb up a mountain, right? A mountain, and then one shape will trying to push that shape down, and another shape trying to push that shape up. So at the end of the thing, right, uh, the shape that's stopping it from coming up and the shape that's helping it going up, right, they will put them down and show the babies. Lah. So which one will you pick, right? There's no storytelling. Ah. So the whole thing is just visuals. Then the baby will always pick the helper. The right. shape that helps. Yeah. So yeah. How about your 10 months old though? <laughs> but yeah, that but means so at that minimal age, no, right? But it doesn't necessarily prove that humans are good. It proves yeah. that humans are good until a certain age. No, or it means that for example... So that means they are by nature, ma, they are good. But by nurture, it makes them bad. Yeah, but we don't have a control experiment to show that if they're just purely not nurtured at all, because that will make also a f***ed up baby. Because <laughs> I remember there being another study, right, where they showed that kids, right, they learn how to lie at four or five. Huh. And it's lying inherently bad, I guess, depending on the intention. So then <laughs> there is a certain age in which your purity then becomes formed by natural nurture, but also your own human incentive of self-preservation. Lying helps you, essentially. So that I think we're inherently all selfish. Who decide that killing is bad? I mean, not the that I'm, not that I'm the for killing. There are a lot of family members. Not that I'm for killing, but I mean, if I really wanted to argue, there could be, I mean, if there are really limited resources and then people cut down the population and then it's good yeah. for the leftover humans, right? Yeah. So if there was a cult it, leader that, that promoted that, that cult would probably believe that. So la. that's anti-natalism. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why they don't want people to reproduce because like the world we are having food shortages we have too many overpopulation too many yeah. people but it's not that they encourage killing they, like, don't, right? they don't but they just don't want to yeah. give birth or like, which they, and they think that human beings shouldn't like give birth or yeah. be, uh, which brings back to the callback of the David Attenborough yeah the conclusion education like, he built up this whole thing right the whole thing right feels like he's gonna say let's kill 30% of us. Uh. It feels like that. You know, he kept talking about how there's not enough, there's just too much of us. So then I start watching and thinking, oh yeah, okay lah, cool. This is going to be another documentary which honestly, what, what are we going to do about like, everybody have to kill one person? No? Then we're good lah. Th- then we, we get this conclusion, right? Um, <laughs> really got to kill one Scary person. conclusion. Yeah. No, but then in the end, all he says is that we need to support developing countries to grow their, educa- their access to education. Right. Because educated people have less children. They're like, so that's why they pay the big bucks. Educated people have less children. Every major developed economy has a slowing birth or falling birth rate. Even China now, eh? Why? What is the sign? What is the Because when you're more educated, sociology. you're more likely to work in like the service industry or the like the third wave of industries, right? And so women and men tend to focus on their careers and so they have kids like later in life. So they have fewer kids. Also the women then have access to careers that they might want to develop as opposed to be a full-time mother to take care of five children. So they have one or zero. Yeah, so we really, really like that you guys are engaging with us, leaving a ton of comments. Some of them damn constructive, some very funny also. Um, So we're adding a new segment to the end of every episode where we're going to reply to some of those comments from past episodes. Mm. Okay? 
uh, the episode that we had taken over, someone asked, is Dikosh coming back? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you if you follow us on Instagram, um, you might notice that we have filmed an episode with Dikosh where he tells all. Um, and the episode is not out yet uh, for legal reasons. And when we can, which we still intend to, um, the episode will go out as soon as we are legally allowed to. Subscribe! <laughs> <laughs> Good reason to subscribe. <laughs> on a on a more recent episode, which uh, the comment John even hard uh, hard shape three times. Uh, three times. The episode was uh, will moving out um, improve my relationship with my parents, right? So Dian Benya tip uh, said I can really no 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 no. I uh, said I can really relate to to Denise. My dad is very controlling and negative person. There was one time where I came home around eleven plus because I met up with my insurance agent after work. My dad called me, but I didn't hear my phone ringing because I put my phone my back. Wow. Um, and I called back, but he didn't pick up already. So what happened was that my dad locked me out of my house. My mom was not in Singapore, so I had to crash my friend's place for the night. Uh, and so eventually, like at the end of uh, at the end of it, he or she basically said, "Sometimes I wonder if my dad is the main reason why I have commitment issues and why I'm scared." That will act like my dad to my kids in the future. Yes. Sounds like something I will triple hard to. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to this, man. Like when I was a lot younger, right? I had this same threat to me before, like kind of like being afraid of being thrown out of the house, right? And I had secretly went around to one some of my closer friends asking them, like hypothetically, like, hey, if I if I need a place to stay, right, can I go to your place? Wow. Like for fear that if at night, right, I really get locked out, whose place can I go to automatically, yeah. you know? You can come to so, my place, okay? Okay, okay, thanks. Yes. Now I got many options. Yeah. Praise, <laughs> praise She's God. trying to say no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. yeah, so I feel like I relate to that. But I think when it comes to thinking about your dad, whether he is the cause of these commitment issues, right, like the solution to that. Yeah. It's not just thinking about like, hey, is it because of him? Everything that yeah. I do is because of him. Yeah, but then like, I mean, maybe go to therapy or what. Like I think it's it looking at your dad. locus of control, though. I think. Oh, also, my mom actually control. had a conversation with me after after this episode went out. I don't <gasps> think I don't think she saw the episode, oh, but I think because students. my dad spoke to her about me wanting to move out, oh. then she cried on like she apologized to me. Yeah, it's like the first time ever. Eh. It's oh. like. I'm Jade Rasif and she's the government, you know, that bike. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <So>, wow. <laughs> 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 Random reference. <laughs> just cut that part and say, I'm Jade Rasif. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then, yeah, and, and she did say that like, on her end, she did explain like what we talked about on the episode, right? That she's not trying to push me away. Like she's trying to say, come back earlier mm, but then yeah. it's just not her way of saying it lah. so I think like it did like soften my heart quite a bit also lah, and like I try to go back earlier uh, growth <laughs> yeah. development I want to say so, though like beyond that it's not about being home I think it's making plans with the both of you she did mention that also yeah. she said like now that my dad has off days because back in the day right when my dad ran his own shop he didn't have off days huh? it's like only Chinese New Year so he, he has that feeling of like he worked his entire life away and he missed my brother and I's childhood. Yeah. So then now that he has off days, right, I think like he did mention like, oh yeah, let's go out for brunch or those. So my mom did say yeah. like, make, make, make plans with them. La. So I, I, I want to I wanna say Kluk has like great family stuff to do. <laughs> serious, serious. Still so finding I don't know why I'm plugging. No, but it's, it's really very fun, guys. It's like a four hour day, six hour day, you just book. There was something in the episode that I wanted to say that I didn't get, like, I completely forgot about, right? But it was an article that I remember reading in 2015. And another Twitter influencer like brought it up recently, which was about looking at the remaining time in your life left, right? In mm. terms of activities or experiences. And knowing that I moved out from my house when I was 14. 14 years, like in the, those 14 years, right? I spent nearly every single day with my parents. So you take 14 times 365, right? It's about 5,110. 5,000 give or take. How you do the I, I did the calculation. Camera tricks. Camera magic. 
<laughs> calculator <laughs> right but but like give or take about I've spent 5,000 days with my parents growing up mm. and then ever since like I moved out right maybe like I spend like I go back like maybe once or twice a year anyway right I maybe spent about 6,000 days with them already now I go back once a year to Malaysia and maybe spend 5 days there if I probably have 20 years left with them right that's 20 times 5 days left which oh, is 100 100 days 100 over 5,000 right means that I've already spent 99% of all my time with my parents right already I only have 1% left with them Oh, and when I thought about right. it, <laughs> <laughs> when I thought about that right I just I just started sorry we need to cut first <laughs> Uh-huh. I <laughs> <laughs> like I started bawling when I you realized that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay lah, but yours a bit extreme lah. You all separate yeah, countries yeah. though. But you like think yeah. about that in terms of like, say you had friends who move overseas, and then every time they come to town, right? You might be like, oh, do I want to go there? Like, do I want to go out with them or not? And then you go, okay lah, you know that person doesn't come down often. Mm. But then if you think about it, like how many times do they actually come back? Once every five years, and you calculate that times the rest of your life, right. how many times you have left. That so, really puts things in the perspective. Yeah. So all those people who have like trouble with your parents right now, right? You go and start open with this story. Then <laughs> after that, then you talk to them about whatever problem you have. <laughs> then you all self start crying, then the conversation goes ah. nowhere. <laughs> Soften them up a bit. Then Soften. After that, Soften them up a bit. <laughs> then uh, after that. After <laughs> 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 <Up with> that. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of the Daily Getcha Podcast. If you like what you watch, like the video. Also, subscribe to this channel and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.